You're listening to the A1 Algarve Real Estate Podcast, giving you insight and advice about every aspect of the sales and purchase of property in the Algarve. Did you always think about buying a second home or an investment to let in the Algarve, but you put it off because you're not feeling informed enough? Follow us and listen to real estate agents, lawyers, accountants, FX and investment specialists, builders, architects, interior designers, and many more for informed decisions around property in the Algarve. And here's your host, Agnieszka Kianka. Hello, and welcome back to the A1 Algarve Real Estate News Podcast. Thank you for listening to me. I've been quite impressed by the amount of emails we have received what a wonderful, wonderful feedback you gave me and the idea to make this podcast happen. Well, lots of people from the UK and Ireland, um, I must say, uh, you must feel terribly caged during this hard lockdown. Um, but, you know, this Tuesday is quite foggy and it's raining in Quinta del Lago, so no reason for hard feelings. Well, Anyway, thank you for your great support and um, these many ideas you threw at me regarding the future podcast episode topics. Um, some great ideas, really, and I feel like we will realize them um, in the future. Uh, the most asked for topic, though, was um, the buying process and all steps and costs involved um, indeed, Portuguese real estate law and the contractual practices based on it, um, they do differ slightly from the law of English-speaking countries. Um, so that's why I will explain the differences in this podcast in this episode. Uh, we will be talking about how to make sure your buying experience becomes great experience. And I will cover also all steps of the purchase process of a property in Portugal. Uh, why you should have an English-speaking lawyer, and uh, the fi uh, financial implications, such as the down payment, um, the taxes, and the overall costs. So, let us start with one of these um, most important things, such as um, to choose an experienced broker. Uh, a professional real estate agent should represent you in every step, uh, because they can take the responsibility for uh, looking after your interests. Um, they have to be for you when you need them. Uh, they should be there 24-7, actually. And um, a responsible uh, broker will um, show you not only the right properties, um, they will also give you advice on every single step. Um, well, of course, most real estate agents speak English nowadays, so it's not so difficult to find one. Um, but do you know how many years of experience your real estate agent have in the Algarve? Um, does your real estate agent know the different neighborhoods well? Are they familiar uh, with uh, the price ratios in the different areas? Um, do they um, have good contacts like um, they can recommend English-speaking lawyers and architects or a building firm if you need one, or even interior decorators. I mean, all sorts of things that um, you need when you are buying a property. Um, it's the all around it. It's not only about the house itself or the apartment itself. Let's say you found the agent you trust. 
um, and your agent doesn't have a specific property on their books, a property which you would like to see and view, but it's obviously not in his um, not his direct listing or her direct listing. Uh, what do you do? Um, do you go to the next? Uh, to, 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 are you going to to see this other agency, or um, shall you speak with your agent? Of course, you should speak with your agent. Ask your agent. Um, your agent will be able to to tell you more about the property. Certainly, uh, because an agent who knows the area knows most of the properties being on um, on uh, whoever books. Um, but as we do have a lot of agencies in the Algarve, and um, a lot, I mean, just pass drive through an area and you will see every second shop is still, despite Corona, um, a real estate agency, then you will know that there are so many agencies out there as much as, as there are houses out there. So not every real estate agent can have the listing um, directly, but we share. We um, we have our colleagues, we speak with our colleagues, we know what's out there uh, to be sold, we, we exchange those uh, informations, and that is, that, that's very, very important for you to know um, that you are a, the client. You can decide who is going to um, run the operations for you, but if you want to see a property which is listed by another agent, you can ask your agent to um, communicate with uh, his or her um, colleague, and this is um, this is where they arrange a viewing together. There will be no additional costs for you, and you have definitely less hassle dealing uh, through only one agent. So you have only one person to speak to. You have only one person you who is responding to you, and all these um, viewings that are being arranged. Um, the whole list is actually being led, this, this, this operation is being led by your agent. So you don't have to worry about it. You just have to be there on time. So um, less hassle for you, um, no extra costs for you, but the agent who's looking after you can run the whole thing. So in other words, just stay with your agent throughout the entire process because when they start understanding you and understanding your necessities, um, they can carry on with you, carry you through the entire uh, process. And they will know um, what to look for, how to find it, where to find it, and especially how to give you the assistance and speak with the lawyers, speak with the notary, um, with the tax office, that is all um, basically going to run by itself once you have shown your loyalty to your agent. Your agent will do everything for you. So what is the agent going to do for you? Um, you obviously have to explain to your agent what kind of properties you're looking for, um, how and where they should be located, and you should comp uh, compile a list of what is most important to you, whether it is uh, supposed to be next to the golf course because you're a golfer, a keen golfer, or if you have a boat in the La Mora Marina, uh, so you would be delighted to have a property in this area. So there are certain certain things, and everybody is different, so every 
every person has its own um, requirements. Speak about them. Be open about them. The more you tell your agent, the better he will be able to um, to propose the properties you're looking for. Um, the agent should only select properties that match your criteria. So if your criteria are very short or your, your list is very short or if your criteria are not correct, they will never be able to present you the right properties or suggest uh, the, the properties that you could be looking for. So whenever you go for a viewing, you will be very disappointed. Be open, give it all, whatever you think, even things that might not be uh, important for you or in your eyes but um, they might be very very essential uh, for the real estater for instance you want to have lots of stairs in your house um, that is a very important um, hint for your real estater uh, the fact that you don't want to have stairs that you want to have everything on one level or a uh, an elevator instead of a staircase uh, or additionally to the staircase obviously um, that is of essence that means you're not going to buy a house which does not have this criteria ticked just don't trust all the pictures uh, sometimes a picture says more than all words, but then sometimes a picture doesn't tell you exactly what's behind it or what's behind you when you look at this moment um, or the feel of the house or maybe a specific smell that you don't like there. It's all about you and your subjective experience that you make in this property. Obviously, there are... Um, moments when you can't travel, uh, such as now. Um, we are now in the very middle of the pandemic uh, on the third lockdown. Uh, so traveling is not an option. And virtual tours have to um, be used instead. Sure, a virtual tour is brilliant. You are sitting in your living room um, or your kitchen in your current property and you're looking at the computer together with your spouse and together with your children and um, the real estate is life in the property and you tell uh, them turn left turn right do this do that and they do it and so you can get a good glimpse a good idea about the property but obviously not the uh, the final feel to it uh, that is um it's impossible. You can't pass this on in a virtual way. However, if you are going to invest your money in a second home, you might not need that confirmation by it's good feel to it. It's a good vibe. It's just exactly what I need because you will rent it out anyway. So what's more important are the figures behind it and not as much the feel to it. Is it going to be your your first home your your future residence obviously then it's very difficult for your real estater to pass on what the feeling of a property is oh and there is one more thing uh, don't look at more than three to four properties per day this will only confuse you uh, when you look at three to four properties per day um, on the, in the end of the day, you sit down, you look at the pictures, you just think about it and talk about it together with your spouse. Um, and that is when you decide what decisions you're going to take. Okay, 
So you have found finally the property that best suits your criteria. Then make sure and visit it the second time at a different time of day. Why? Because simply a house is being used during day and night. So if you have looked at it um, in the morning, you would want to see it in the afternoon when the um, sun sets. And also during the evening when the lights are on. This is the most um, intimate moment that you can have with a house. That's the moment when you will be there in the evening going to sleep. So when it is very cozy and very very much appealing to you, um, then it means you will be very happy there. So let's say you liked it during the day, during the night, you have found that right property for yourself. Then what's next? When you are sure that you want to make an offer, ask your estate agent to advise you on the price. Um, when you enter the negotiations and you start too low, that can cost you this opportunity. Now it's time for your real estate to work. The negotiation should be done by him or her. It's your agent's job to get you the best price on the current market. And there we go. The seller has accepted your offer. Everybody happy. What do you do then? Have your state agent confirm this in writing. And by saying in writing, I don't mean um, a letter of intent. Ask your agent to write an email. This email should be going to the seller, to the buyer, to their lawyers, and obviously to all agents involved. Why not a letter of intent? Because a letter of intent is in Portugal null and void. It's not a legal document. The first legal document that you're going to have to sign is the promissory contract. What is also of essence is a surveyor. You should not um, save that money uh, of around 500 euros for your surveyor in order to eliminate any um, possible expenses at a later stage to um, renovate the house or to have to uh, fix something that you were not aware of. Now you might ask, why a lawyer? Why do I have to pay extra a lawyer? This, uh, the final deeds uh, will be signed at the notary anyway. Yes, that's right. But don't underestimate the importance of having a lawyer and don't try to save the money here. The safe completion of the real estate purchase in Portugal should be accompanied by a lawyer who is commissioned by the buyer. The notary in Portugal only performs a purely notarizing function. The lawyer is responsible for advising you and drawing up the contract. And the contract, specifically the promissory contract, is of very, very huge importance in Portuguese law. So your lawyer, uh, who was appointed by you, 
has the task of checking the documents of the property, um, such as the absence of incumbrances, uh, the legality under building law, uh, the extract from the land registry, uh, the extract from the register of the tax office, the floor plans, the certificate of use uh, from the building authority, and the technical certificate of habitation and the energy certificate. All these things have to be double-checked by a proper lawyer. The lawyer's first task will be um, to apply for the buyer's tax number, which is obligatory in Portugal, um, which is called here the NIF number or the contribuinte. So, why is the promissory contract, the contrato de promessa, um, of such great importance in Portugal when purchasing real estate? It is the preliminary contract of sale and purchase and it's expressly provided for by law in Portugal so it is subject to complex provisions. This is why you should have a lawyer who is going to write this up for you. Although ownership of the property does not pass to the buyer until the purchase contract is concluded, but the pre preliminary purchase contract serves to secure the property and all these conditions associated with the purchase, all these conditions you've been talking about when you were looking at the property, what you would like to have included, uh, what should be fixed, what should be uh, done, and of course the surveyor's um, report. So yes, it is one of the most important parts in the process of property purchase in Portugal. Besides, uh, there is uh, no priority notice of conveyance under um, English law, to my knowledge, uh, that secures a claim to the acquisition of ownership in Portugal. Uh, the preliminary contract can but does not have to be entered in the land register. However, when you buy a property that exists already on a plot, on a building um, plot of land, then I would always recommend to have a lawyer writing up the promissory contract. After the registration, um, the preliminary contract has uh, urgent effects, so it's also valid vis-à-vis -vis third parties. Um, the conclusion of a promissory contract of uh, sale and purchase, or purchase and sale, is usually accompanied by a non-refundable uh, deposit of 10% of the purchase price. The promissory contract is written up in uh, two languages, sometimes even in three, depending on where the buyer and where the seller are coming from. So in your case, it would be most probably Portuguese and English. So after reading through the promissory contract, you um, discuss it together with your lawyer. And once you are happy with all points, and your lawyer is too, it's time to sign. That means your lawyer can sign for you once he has a power of attorney from you or you sign in person. You do not have to be um, present in Portugal to do that. Please don't forget that 
it can be only signed once you have transferred the money to your lawyer's account. So now that you have made the down payment of 10%, you are almost the owner of the property. Your um, lawyer is now looking at the documents. He has to check everything, go to the um, council and um, get all the documents which are still missing. Um, as um, I have mentioned before, um, and you have some time, and this can be two weeks, it can be three weeks, it can be three months, it depends whatever you have agreed upon when the final deeds are supposed to be signed. And now we're coming to the end, the final deeds, the escritura pública in Portuguese. The final deeds can only be signed when all the requirements listed in the preliminary, in the promissory contract, have been fulfilled. Uh, so once all documents are confirmed as valid by your lawyer, your lawyer will inform you uh, that he's going to book the notary appointment. Uh, so you can be present if you wish, or you uh, give your lawyer a power of attorney in advance, so he will sign on your behalf. Um, but in order to attend to the notary appointment, your lawyer must first have uh, first the difference in purchase price and the IMT tax and the additional costs in his account. So once he has everything in place, um, he has the obligation to pay the IMT, the transfer tax, uh, first. Uh, that is um, at least 24 hours before the notary appointment. And um, he has to prepare a bank check for the final deeds to pass them over to the vendor. The ownership of the property is transferred to the buyer at the notary's office, obviously when the purchase contract is signed. After signing the contract, you will receive the keys by your realtor and you can move into the property immediately. The deed of sale uh, will be sent to you by your lawyer about six weeks later when um, it's issued by the council. So congratulations, you are the proud owner of a property in the Algarve. But which were the costs you had to pay as the buyer? Well, there is first the surveyor. Then it's the IMT tax, the transfer tax, the stamp duty, the notary, and your lawyer. Let's start with the IMT, the land transfer tax. It's levied on the purchase price of the property, and it's um, it's set on a sliding scale. Um, for residential properties, you usually can expect around uh, five. 0.5%. If the property has a purchase value of more than 1 million euros, um, it will be 7.5%. The notary fees, uh, they are fixed by law and are on the sliding scale as well, depending on the sales price, but they should not be more than 1,000 to 2,000 euros. If you buy a building plot, you will have to pay notary fees for two titles, uh, only uh, sorry, one for the land and one for the building. The stamp duty is um, a, a flat 
0.8% of the purchase price and it's uh, payable on each property in addition to the IMT. The surveyor I had already mentioned before, it's um, around 500 euros for a four bedroom property. And um, we still have the legal fees. The legal fees are usually one to two percent of the purchase price. Uh, it's always advisable to get a quote for legal fees um, by your lawyer or by different lawyers uh, before you commit to the lawyer. An additional point I would like to mention is um, that you have also the maintenance costs that you should uh, count. Um, in addition to the fees associated with the buying of a property, you should also consider the, out, uh, the ongoing costs. Uh, these include local property taxes, the EME, uh, the income tax on earnings in case you rent out your property, and, um, and tax accountant fees. Um, of course, in addition, there is uh, still the garden and pool maintenance, um, building and contents insurance, um, the resort fees, if there are any, uh, especially in gated communities and condos, and a management fee if you hire a company to maintain um, or to rent out your house. When it comes to the prices uh, for holiday properties in the Algarve, it depends always very much on the location where you are looking for. So um, to get an idea what you can get for how much money and which areas, um, please ask our purchase guide. We will be delighted to send it over to you in PDF format. Right, so here we are. All together, I would say, in a nutshell, we could put it that way. Day one, we find a suitable property for you and start negotiating the price. Day two, the agreement is reached on the price and on the key points of the sale. You decide who will legally represent you. We draw up an agreement so that all points are clear. Um, this document is only for the lawyers. It's not legally binding but they can use uh, all the information to draw up the uh, preliminary agreement accordingly. Agreement um, documents of the property and all relevant information will be forwarded by us to the lawyers. Day three, you can contact your lawyer and confirm the key points and the price. You obtain a Portuguese tax number. Actually, the lawyer does it for you. Um, you instruct a surveyor, we can do that for you. After you agree to the surveyor's report, your lawyer draws up the pro uh, promissory contract. This is a legally binding document and should be drawn up with the help of your lawyer, definitely. Day 7. After you have agreed on the promissory contract with your lawyer in the last few days and it is accepted by the seller, you transfer the agreed deposit to your lawyer's client account so that he can schedule a meeting to sign the promissory contract with his colleague. 20 to 60 days later, the escritura, the final deeds, are signed at the notary. The difference in the purchase price, the IMT tax, stamp duty and the notary are payable by you. You are becoming the official owner of your property in the Algarve. Congratulations!
I'm confident that following this guide you will complete your purchase successfully and pretty risk-free. Um, if you work with us, you can stay relaxed at every stage of the purchase. We will take care of all the documents and gently guide you to legal ownership of your dream residence in the Algarve. Buying a property abroad can be an exciting experience for you. That's why we are here for you. Thank you for listening. Um, in our next episode, we will be talking with our guest about Portuguese property taxation. And our interview guest will be announced shortly. And don't forget to write what you would like to hear about in the next episode. Write me an email to info at a1-algarve.com and tell me what interests you the most about the real estate market in the Algarve. And stay tuned every second Tuesday. Stay safe and make it a great day. You've been listening to the A1 Algarve Real Estate Podcast. You'll now be one step closer to your second home in the Algarve. Reach out to us via email or comment on our website, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or LinkedIn. And check more information and our properties at www.a1-algarve.com.